0: hi brian here franchise simply radio show great to have you along today i've got some very valuable information from someone that really knows their stuff in the in the digital marketing area um his name is mike van der Heiden, and the title of our, uh, our our podcast today is digital marketing in franchise in the franchise space um and there's a lot of misunderstandings a lot of wasted money i think in this area before we get started and i introduce you to mike I might add that um, if you've got a notebook and pencil there, that'll be, or a pen, be very helpful, or a recording, whatever suits you, whatever medium does your thing. Um, And then we'll run through a few questions I've got with him. And uh, you're always welcome to get back in touch later if it stimulates more questions from your point of view. So, Mike, I've known for some years. In fact, um, Melbourne SEO Services, he's the CEO of, we've worked with Franchise Simply as one of his clients and associates for probably a decade. And uh, we still do use them for a lot of website stuff for us and for uh, other elements of things like SEO and the little bit of advice. And I refer a lot of our, our customers through to him because he does have a lot of invaluable information he's gathered. So basically, Mike is an 18-year veteran in the digital marketing space. Um, he specializes in search engine optimization, SEO, and he's the founder of Visibility Holdings Group. Visibility Holdings Group operates um, a number of digital marketing agencies specializing in SEO um, and the other organizations of Melbourne SEO Services and Portal Ventures. So he spreads himself on a fairly worldwide area. Um, Mike, lovely to have you along today. Thanks for coming.
1: No, everyone's Brian. Great to be on the podcast.
0: Yeah, I've been trying been trying to nail you down for a long time between you and me. <laughs> it's been a hard one. So great to have you here. And I'm really looking forward to it. I know you've got so much valuable information that you can share with us. So um, essentially, let, let's kick off. I've got a handful of questions here. Um, but as you know, if, if, if you go off down a rabbit hole, that's fine. I'm not going to stop. <laughs> um, so no n- number one, I suppose, looking at the franchise sector, uh, how is digital marketing different? You know, for franchises compared with compared with other businesses, conventional businesses.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Good question. Um, it's different in a, in a lot of in a lot of ways, right? Uh, when you look at a traditional brick and mortar business that might have one location in in say Melbourne, um, the advertising uh, advertising is pretty straightforward, right? You know who your market is. You know who you're trying to reach within that local market. Um, And it kind of keeps things neat and tidy. If you're in in Frankston, uh, in Melbourne, then uh, depending on what type of business you have, you know that that's your customer base within a 10, 15-kilometer radius, right? Um, Now, when you look at franchise businesses, whether large or small, and we've worked with franchise businesses with two, three franchises, up to 150, 200 franchises, is that um, the market gets a little bit different because you're dealing with a whole lot of different locations right so there might be franchises that are just based in victoria but there's definitely ones that are throughout australia and the common issues that we we often get is uh and i think the real estate sector is a a perfect example for this is um right you you have a local business you have a local website and that's where people can find you now if you're a a franchise um how do people reach you because what we see in real estate often is you might say um, you know, remax.com.au, you know that that's the Remax real estate website. But then every single suburb within Australia tends to have a Remax office, right? And what they're trying to do is they're trying to differentiate themselves from the corporate head office by having Remax Frankston, Remax um, you know, Sydney, Remax Manly. Um, and what we tend to see is there's a lot of, Confusion about the right way to approach this: Do we have one website? Do we have multiple websites? How do we reach targets, uh, target markets in these different locations without overlapping? How do we make sure that you know we get inquiries from Sydney, they go to our Sydney office and not to our Melbourne office? Um, so there's a lot of complication, not well, not complications, but there's a lot of challenges in in how the digital marketing is approached.
0: Yeah, look, there seem to be a lot of people in that space that have adopted. Sort of digital marketing as their area of expertise and they're probably in a lot of cases fairly recent entries into that sort of area if you like so i find just like the early days with websites so you go back 20 years ago people had very lots of different formulas uh yeah. i think that this still is inclined to be in the sector unfortunately i may be unfair here but there, there seems to be a lot of inconsistency and unreliability. I always get people complaining they're still waiting for this, they're still waiting for that. IT has, has become one of those areas that uh, you're like waiting for Lotto, you know.
1: <laughs> Absolutely.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so okay, well, thanks Thanks for that. Uh, um, had, had you finished that little explanation there or had I sort of interrupted you? In your- no,
1: no, no, that's fine. I think yeah? that the main differentiating is is how people look at lead generation, um, obviously digital in, in our case, but also um, more holistically, right? So what does the lead generation process look like when you're dealing with so many different sub-locations?
0: Yes, yeah, that makes sense. So so from the point of view of, you know, franchise businesses, apart from what you just mentioned with localities and so forth, what are some of the other challenges you see working in the franchise sector
1: Absolutely. The biggest one that we see is the confusion around whether there should be one central website, like a a gyms, for example, or whether there should be independent websites where it might be someone has franchise but they allow the franchisee to actually have their own websites and promote their own stuff. Um, Now, the biggest thing that we see there is um, probably the biggest challenge and, and not just franchise, but anyone, any business that has multiple locations is consistency. Right. So if um, the franchise the franchise source has a a marketing plan or a lead generation plan, and this is how you answer your inquiries and this is how quickly you call back. What we see is when there's a lot of different websites that use the franchise plus location.com.au, there is big inconsistencies in how these offices deal with their inquiries. So if I call you, what is the time frame you're going to get back to me? Um, We have franchises in the same group. Our franchise is in the same group that might get back to customers within half an hour. We have some had some that just don't get back to them at all, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that is probably the biggest differentiator is how do you manage uh the lead generation? How do you manage the lead nurturing? And that really comes down then at the other end, what is the reputation of that business in the locale, right? Because if you're not getting back to me, I'm gonna get upset. I might leave a bad Google review, which Obviously, if you search for your business or for your category business, um, you don't want to be seeing yourself there with a one out of five stars. So it goes all the way back from do we have one site or multiple websites? And if um, you have multiple websites, what's the process for answering, um, getting back to clients and managing your online reputation? Because that becomes crucial. Um, and then also, how do you manage as a franchise, as a franchise, uh, your lead flow, right? If you've got all these individual websites generating leads off the back of your name, um, it's really difficult to get consistency, but also um, data management, right? So if I'm generating leads for my business in Melbourne, how is that shared with head offices? And you get to a conversation where, you know, head office wants to have access to that data, but the franchisees might not want to share that data. So a lot of challenges that we see is the consistency in how lead generation and lead nurturing is handled.
0: Look, this is why I'm so so adamant about encouraging our customers we work with to liaise with someone like yourself in the early stages while they're setting their franchise up because this is all elements of brand control. And if they don't have that strict control, then as you say, you get cases where franchisees take liberties or make their own choices. Maybe they're not constrained enough. They haven't got templates to follow. And then you've got a, a, a big problem, particularly if there's information that the franchisees have, which is IP really, that the franchisor can't even access. Because that sort of, to me, that's sort of putting the cart
1: before the horse. It's upside down. Uh, Correct. Absolutely. And a perfect example for that is is just look at TripAdvisor and look at some local restaurants and look at how different business owners respond to criticism. That's Mm -hmm. always the main point I like to point out is if you as a brand had a consistent message, like you'd see with a Hilton Hotel or with a Marriott Hotel, there is a consistency in how people reply to negative comments, right? But then you look at maybe some local restaurants or some local takeaway shops, and it quickly becomes... Um, a lot of messaging about being uneducated on how to respond to criticism. Because at the end of the day, you can't just say, well, you were wrong. At the end of the day, right, the customer is is right in some degree and it's your almost responsibility as a business owner to reply to that in a a way that doesn't um, accuse the customer of something or you're trying to defend yourself because that's potentially the worst possible light you can put yourself in.
0: Absolutely, that, that's what the only solution I see really is having central control of the of the social media platforms from 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 one or from the franchisor ultimately. So you've got, as you say, that consistent measuring. There's nothing looks worse, is there, than than a, a rebuttal from someone who's disgruntled.
1: <laughs> and so, no, and, and nothing ruins your brand as a franchise more quickly than having franchisees that, um, like you said, take liberties with how they respond and how they deal with this sort of stuff. And this is not just digital, right? This goes for the whole thing. But um, once it's on the internet, it's gone. It's there forever. You know, it's not going anywhere.
0: Um, This is the area which I I won't get on my hobby horse too much. But, you know, operations procedures manuals are at the heart of what we do and of any successful franchise. But it's amazing how many organisations ignore their relevance and don't include things like what we're discussing here Managing that process should be covered quite categorically in your operations procedures manuals. Then is, there is law, you know, it's legislation. Absolutely, and uh, absolutely. And I think
1: that's where franchise simply adds such tremendous value, is because a lot of people have a want to to start a franchise, but simply get blindsided by these things. And why would you, in this day and age, want to go through the ups and downs? when you've got someone like a franchise simply like yourselves that has been through it. It's almost like, yeah, it's what they say about reading business books. It's learn from other people's mistakes so you don't make the same mistakes. And, and it's a crucial one.
0: Yeah, look, I used to service my own cars. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> i
0: wouldn't dream of it
1: now <laughs> absolutely I, I wouldn't i wouldn't touch it i, I no. don't think i'll ever lift the hood on my car
0: <laughs> no, exactly yeah and it's it's a it's a, it's a reasonable analogy so uh, so if, if we look just to give people a quick bird's eye view what would you say were the three biggest mistakes that people make in social media for business
1: right so in social media obviously a different uh different kettle of fish but the biggest thing is that we say that we see is inconsistency. So inconsistency in both brand messaging, in um, you know branding material, in, in inconsistency of posting. We might see some businesses that'll post, you know, every month, uh, and then not hear anything from them for like a year, and then they might post something else. So it's really important to get a clear understanding of what is the purpose of our social channels and be consistent right? The second thing is, uh, like we've touched on, is interaction. Um, it's You might put a message out there, but the amount of businesses we've seen that put something useful out there, but then completely ignore the people that ask questions in the comment section. Hmm. It is a goldmine, because if people are responding to a post or an ad that you've put up on social media, and they're actually asking you questions. It means that you've hit the jackpot, right? You've hit your customers where they're hanging out and they're actually asking you about your product. Mm. So it's like the first thing you should be looking at is what are people asking on my social channels? Um, That's what people ask about your products, your pricing, send them some more information. And the amount of times we see businesses that just do not reply to these messages is is surprising, right? Um, And then the last thing is knowing when to use social media for your business. So if I'm a lawyer, for example, um, just taking a a, a hypothetical situation, I'm not necessarily going to be reacting to Facebook ads or Instagram ads from my local law office, right? It is just not a channel that people go, oh, let me check out what the local lawyers are up to these days. Uh, But if you've got a franchise like a, a restaurant or a takeaway or something that has a social element to it, yeah, menus, lunch specials, those sort of channels do really well. So really understanding whether social is the right channel for you because it's really easy to just get diverted, right? It's, it's really easy to go 10 channels and try and reach customers on everyone. What we always say when new businesses come to us uh, before they've even established the franchise is focus on one client persona and one channel and make sure that works and then do more of that before branching out into all these other different channels, Right.
0: Okay, gotcha. Sounds like wise wise advice. So I'm going to put three hats on here, because as you know, we work with existing franchise groups of varying sizes, bringing them up to date and so forth, refreshing, renewing. Um, We work with helping people franchise their established business. And then there's also the sector where we're helping people to create an emerging franchise. It's maybe just a concept at the moment in the head or on a piece of paper. So when we look at that, um, how, how would you as t- t- broad brush, how would you approach digital marketing for a new franchise business?
1: As a new franchise business, I would definitely look at right, you don't want to spread yourself too thin. So it comes down to having a centralized website, a centralized way of collecting lead information and Marketing it from the one website because when you're a new franchise, a you don't have the brand recognition to go five, six, seven websites deep. Uh, the budget required to maintain multiple websites is typically just not viable in a startup. Um, and b it, it's depending on how broad you want to go, right? So, this is probably more strategic, but if you're going, I'm opening up a franchise of um, car cleaning businesses or car uh, polishing businesses. If you're going to open one in Melbourne and then open one in Perth and then open one in Townsville, it's going to be much more difficult to create brand recognition in all these locations as opposed to we've got five locations in Melbourne.
0: Yeah, that makes absolute sense. Yeah, okay. All right. Um, So the the next thing taking on from that, then when we look at franchise businesses, from your point of view, what are the best channels to focus on when you're looking at you know, that element?
1: Good question, actually. (laughs) It (laughs) it really does depend on what type of business it is. Um, Look, organic SEO is always going to be, uh, I don't want to say the easiest one because there's a lot of competition out there. And if you do it right, it can be the most effective one. And that's simply because you're putting out information as an expert on the business that you're in. So if you're a law firm you're putting out information about you know the different laws uh, whatever might be the case if you're a car cleaning business you're going to put information there on how to maintain your car how to look after your car what to use what not to use right so inadvertently by trying to be an expert in this field and sharing your information as an expert putting that on your website also creates your perception of being an online expert, right? So Google will recognize that you're putting all this great information out there um, and you've already got the information, right? So it's just putting it down on pen and paper, a video, a podcast, whatever medium you might be, uh, your customer might be um, searching for. Putting that on the website is number one. Then what you can do is you can use Google Ads, for example, to amplify these questions or these services that you offer. But without having a website that answers all the questions a potential customer might have, having paid advertising point to that website isn't going to do much for you, right, because you're not answering their questions. So now you're paying for people to look at your website, but you're still not answering their question, right? <laughs> so the number one thing we always say is um, if you're an expert, be it, uh, act like one, share your information. Ultimately, if, if you're giving away tips on how to maintain your car and People are going to maintain their own car. They're not your customers to begin with, right? So there's a real misconception around. I don't want to give away to farm. It's, well, if people are going to take that advice and do it themselves, they were never your clients to begin with.
0: That's a that's a good observation. I think it's something that many people in business, particularly in service areas, uh, uh, find as a an issue ongoing. Yeah, it's Absolutely. easy. To, uh, it's easy to waste your time with situations where they're not going to be long-term customers yeah so um okay so so from the point of view i suppose you you you've covered quite a lot of points in our conversation i appreciate the succinctness with the answers you've given us which highlights your level of expertise there mike which i really appreciate but how important is managing your online reputation really you know and, and what steps can a franchise business take from that point of view
1: Sure, I I think that question really comes down and I think we touched on it a little bit earlier. Hmm. You want to take a a 50,000 foot view, right? You want to look at the landscape and go, okay, I'm, I'm a new franchise in a market that might already have competition. And it's understanding how your competition currently handles their reputation, right? Because reputation is everything. It's not just the reviews that they leave on Google or Facebook. It's what people are blogging about, what people are leaving on TripAdvisor, um, it's it's how you perc- how you're perceived in the market. So when I look at uh, I look up Brian uh, Brian King online, and I type Brian Keane into Google. Uh, what comes up? What's the information that comes up when when you search for that particular business? Um, the number one thing is obviously make sure that you own all of your social media channels, um, your YouTube channels, etc., because that'll be consistent with your business. Uh, But the other thing is, where are people talking about your business or businesses like you and making sure that you have a presence? Um, So, for example, a restaurant might be on Zomato or Yelp or anything like that. But it's also then important to maintain those presences. Um, So if you've got a listing on TripAdvisor, well, you know that it gets viewed by a lot of people if you're in a hotel, restaurant, whatever. Make sure that you respond to people. Whether people leave you a good review or a bad review, um, the worst thing you can do is not respond at all. Mm. Because at the end of the day, I can ask you, if you're going on a holiday and you're, you're choosing between three hotels and one's got 105 star reviews but no responses, one's got four stars out of five, they've got 200 responses or reviews but every single, um, every single sort of review is responded to by management, right? Who are you going to trust more? It starts to look suspicious that there is only a hundred five star results, right? It almost looks it never happens, <laughs> yeah. right? So it's all about how your business is perceived online, yeah. And it's little yeah. intricacies like that that can really push a person from going with this business versus going to that business.
0: Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I can't imagine anybody getting false reviews up for their business to promote it. Can you? <laughs>
1: no, absolutely not. Um, and then it's 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 making sure that you're consistently keeping your information up to date. Uh,
0: yeah. The amount of
1: times we've seen businesses that have changed their phone number but uh, leave it unupdated in yellow pages on their Facebook page. Um, well, you, you probably know how frustrating is that when you're trying to reach a plumber or an electrician and this phone is out of service, right? <laughs> Make sure that your data and your information, especially your contact information, is consistent and always updated across the web.
0: Right. Yeah. Okay. Look, we've, we've taken a lot out of this space, I think, and uh, I, I wonder whether there's more to add. Um Really enjoyed talking to you, Mike, and thanks very much. I'm sure everybody will be indebted for the tips you've given us. Is there anything else you'd like to add in in um, in sort of wrapping up? Very much. The best thing,
1: about? the best thing a franchisee or a franchisor can do is to really take a step back and go, "How am I going to best reach my customers?" and talk to someone like yourself who's got a lot of experience and go. Based on your experience, what as a franchise are going to be the right channels for me? They know online is important, but what are the processes and procedures to make sure that it's consistently updated, you're consistent across the web, um, and, and getting their standard operating procedures right? If you get that right, online marketing will be, uh, I don't want to say a breeze, but it'll be a lot easier.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, that's, uh, that's, that's a practical response, I think. <laughs> okay. Alrighty ho! All right. Um, okay. Well, that's, well, I think we can wrap it up there, Mike. We've covered quite a lot of ground intensely in a short period of time, and we have focused really on that franchise side, which was our whole objective. So, thank you, thank you for that. You haven't taken me down any rabbit holes or anything like that, so that makes it easy. So, for anyone that would like to learn a bit more about about Mike and Melbourne SEO Services and what we've been discussing today, um, where, where can they where can they head off to? To get sure.
1: So the easiest ways, uh, first of all, you can find me on LinkedIn um, if you've got the audacity or, or the stomach to actually type out my name and hope to get it right. But probably the easiest way is to go to melbourneseoservices.com. Um, Fill out a quick contact form. Just mention that, hey, we've heard you on, on um, the Franchise Simply radio show um, and we can be more than happy to sort of take 30, 45 minutes and walk you through. Um, you, you explain your business to us and we might be able to give you some tips point you in the right direction, Um, obviously all obligation-free, but it's what we like to offer to to sort of starting up franchisees or, or, you know, established franchise businesses.
0: All right. That's excellent. Well, I've been talking to Mike van der Heiden, Mike from Melbourne SEO Services, about digital marketing in the franchise space. And uh, we had a fairly well-detailed conversation. I'd like to thank everyone for listening, for joining us today. And uh, so I look forward to speaking to you again next time. I'll sign off and say cheerio. And Mike, just a hello, goodbye from you.
1: Thanks, Brian. It's been a pleasure.